The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple of Jesus, coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 97 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and bring a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and conference and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. I'm greatly honored to make this wonderful announcement this morning. As we celebrate the 52nd anniversary of our Hawaii Branch Church, located at 2529 Kinoole Street in Hilo, Hawaii. It will be hosted by your branch pastor, Walter I, and Mrs. Darnell Tinloy. We'll be having Sunday school for all ages at beginning at 9 a.m. and promptly at 10 a.m. we'll be having our gospel services. All are welcome to attend. 
Come worship with us and hear the wonderful Word of God to its fullness. We hope you join us and we look forward to seeing you. Have a blessed Sunday. Salvation is and always will be an individual matter between you and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You've heard the preacher say we, weekly in our telecast sermons the importance of being saved according to John 3, 5, Acts 38, and Acts 12. We must draw ourselves closer to the Lord because tomorrow is not promised to us. Our church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will sing for us this thought-provoking song entitled, The Time Is Now. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano, Iris Locke on the organ. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen.
many people in our viewing audience, the joy of the Lord is our strength. He can also be a source of strength to those whose life needs a new direction. The talented band under my direction will play the wonderful tune entitled Each Step of the Way. Our soloist, Rose Bahaka-Carter, will praise and lift the Lord Jesus Christ to the highest in this jovial song entitled, Count Your Blessings. Are you thankful for the many blessings that came your way, viewers? Accompanying our soloists will be Iris Locke on the piano, trusty associate pastor, principal senior, makes and sound senior on the guitars, and associate pastor, Marla Bing on the bass. Upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed When you are discouraged thinking all is lost 
Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God had done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God had done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly. And you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God had done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God so amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God had done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God had done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God had done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God had done. Our first square gospel that we preach, Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon, encourages us to seek the Lord and work out our own salvation, that we may see Jesus one day in clouds of glory. The Lord is coming soon, very soon. Are you ready, viewing audience? 
Can you stand up and be counted? Have you secured your seat next to Jesus? Listen to the words of our church choir as they sing this important song entitled, Now is the Time. it is to be viewers that we are able to offer our talents to the Lord, whatever it may be, and share God's word with those around us. By living by example, we allow Jesus' light to shine through us so that others may see Jesus in us. The God-given talents of the Carrillo siblings will be playing on the ukulele this harmonious song entitled, 
old Nicodemus. sin and turmoil and confusion, our lives can be caught in a rat race of uncertainty that pushes and pulls us all over the place. But never fret, we have an answer to all this bewilderment. His name is Jesus. He is the Alpha and Omega, the author and finisher of our lives, the soon coming bridegroom. Believe on him and all things will work out to his own honor and glory. Our multi-talented vocal group, the Jubilees, will sing this uplifting and comforting song entitled, He'll Deliver Me. Accompanying them will be Christine Han on the piano. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to a well-deserving couple in the Lord. They are Associate Pastor Jared and Mrs. Laurelay Pang of our Hawaii Branch Church. Always putting their shoulders to the gospel, your labor of love for the Lord will not go unrewarded. May Jesus continue to pour out his bountiful blessings upon you and your family in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday.
Raise the dead, but he stood. 
Good morning, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight, on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services start at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. And prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches and services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneri Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlo in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It is true, viewers, the Bible is an amazing and formidable resource and tool. And if you have not yet made the discovery, I want to assure you that it is filled with material that is necessary to sustain a strong spiritual life and especially ways on how you can serve and please God. If your Bible has been pushed aside for a long while, why not brush off the dust on it and begin to reinstate it right now? as I present my sermon and invite you to join me today in the reading of God's Word. What a wonderful way to begin the message the Lord has given me and which I have entitled, The Greatest Teacher of All Ages. Today we are lined up with the biggest business in the world, God's business. We are preaching the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God to the whole world. 
The main purpose of this precious endeavor is to see souls saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and walking in the light until Jesus comes in glory for his own. That is those who are water washed, blood washed, and spirit filled. Before World War I, Germany had many great universities. Many of the scholars in America felt that they had not received a complete education until they had received a doctorate degree of some sort for one of these universities. Now these schools were materialistic, skeptical, modernistic, and atheistic in their teachings. This philosophy brought on the war, the philosophy that might is right. Paul tells us in Colossians 2, 8-9, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him, that is Christ Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The teaching of philosophy is mere human doctrine and is not in agreement with the scriptures. When the American scholars returned to the United States, a wave of modernism soon filled America. The schools were saturated with the new thought, unbelief, and skepticism, and they have been so up to the very present time. These ideas soon reached into some of the pulpits of the land, and many which were lighthouses for God's truth broke away from their faith and were swept out into the whirlpools of doubt and unbelief. Since then, our country has suffered because of the wrong kind of teachers and doctrines. It is a teacher that makes the student. Do you want to know the kind of teacher Jesus was? Just look at his disciples. They went out and sacrificed their lives for the gospel and Jesus. It was said of them that they turned the world upside down. Again, it was said of them, see how they love one another? They had learned the great lessons of life from Jesus. One philosopher has said Jesus did more to soften and regenerate humanity than all the philosophers or teachers who ever lived since the world began. Of course, there were a few exceptions. Many men of God who were great humanitarians, great philosophers and great scientists sat at the feet of Jesus and learned of and from him. Today, Jesus continues to teach. Let's read Matthew eleven twenty-five to 27. I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 2, 4-5, that his preaching was not with flowery language, but a demonstration of the Holy Spirit, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Today, we find that the majority of people feel that the chief aim in life is to gain the external things. So they spend their money, time, and talent on the material things to show 
their success in life. The Lord rebukes greediness, as you read in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Again, we read in Luke 16, 15, Jesus said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts, for that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. A man, a good home, a nice automobile, TV sets, and security in his old age. There is nothing wrong with this desire. These are not evil things, but often a man gives up the best in order to gain the good. A child of God might be wrapped in his job, that's okay, but if his job keeps him from going to church, that's not right. Many people are doing things which are all right in themselves, but they are, not, are just not the best things. God wants you to enjoy life, but your spiritual responsibilities comes first. Anything that comes between you and God is wrong. So put Jesus first in your life. What are some of the eternal things? Well, there is peace with God. Isn't it better to have that than an abundance of material things? Jesus promises peace in this life and that to come. As we read in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Therefore, let Jesus come into your heart, and he will give you that deep, settled peace that the world cannot give. Isn't it wonderful just knowing that you are God's child and that he cares for you? In 1 Peter 5, 7, he reads, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Then there are the graces mentioned in the Bible as you read in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. When the Spirit controls a life, he causes the graces just named to grow in that life. Growth is gradual and more growth will appear in some believers than in others. For true growth, we must abide. That is, to keep faith fully yielded to the Spirit all of the time. The fruits of the Spirit are worth more than silver and gold. If Jesus were here today, he would say, I want you to have all the comforts and conveniences of life, but the Spirit of those things brings far more satisfaction. Do you know something? Anxiety is sinful because it shows that we don't trust in Him. If we trust Him, then we should not worry. If we worry, that means we don't trust. When we think of all that He said about caring for us, shouldn't we trust Him? Jesus said in Matthew 6, 26, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are we not much better than they? He also said in verses 28 and 29, Why take ye thought for the raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 
He said that God took note of the sparrow's fall and that we are worth more than the sparrows. He said that he would be with us until the end of the way, that he would never leave us nor forsake us. In view of all these promises, isn't it simple when we don't trust him? Yet when tests and trials come, we fly into the face of God and say, why is this happening to me? Just remember that God is a prayer away and he's always there. A close friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yes, the arm of flesh will fail you, but we can trust the mighty arm of God. Anxiety is not only sinful, it is needless. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a tall and handsome. Then I read in the Bible that no one could add anything to his stature by worry. That settled the matter. Worry aggravates a problem. It does not help us in times of trouble. We worry and struggle when what we need to do is simply to run loose and fall into the everlasting arms of Jesus. Yes, Jesus teaches us that we are to trust more and worry less. A man may be down, but he is never out. There is a saying, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Look at Peter who went bitterly when he denied the Lord. If ever a man felt that it was all over, he did. But Jesus, full of compassion and mercy, gave him one look of love and forgiveness. And we went on to become a great servant of the Lord and the prince of the apostles. If he had decided to throw in the towel, he would have gone down in shame. He was down, but he did not take the full count. He bounced right back up again. One day I was listening to the broadcast of a football game. Suddenly the announcer cried out, Frank has the ball and is running the wrong way. In the scramble of play, he had scooped up the ball, had lost his sense of direction as he was running toward the opponent's goal line. One of his teammates tackled him just before he scored for the opposing team. Frank was saddened, humiliated by the experience. During the half, he sat in the corner of the dressing room, weeping and crying out that he didn't want to live. But his coach said, Frank, the game is just one half over. I want you to go back in there and give it your best. Frank never forgot these words. We also make mistakes. We often run the wrong way. But our great coach, Jesus, always gives us another chance. Remember, there's no one perfect on this earth and we are not boring in heaven. However, try not to make the same repetitious mistakes. We all learn by our past mistakes. We can reach out to Jesus because he will help and give us a new start. And speaking about a new start, how about Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost as stated in Acts 2.36? Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God had made that same Jesus whom we have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Truly, Jesus is the Messiah. No message could have been more unwelcome to the Jews who had rejected his Messiah claims and crucified him. Verse 37 continues, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said, as we read in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We find two wonderful promises in this one verse. The remission of sins. That is, God removes one's sins as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. For when God forgives, he forgets. And the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is your passport to heaven. Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. In other words, outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. I wish you enlighten our TV viewers by saying your church traditions, relatives, or minister cannot save you. There is only one Savior for this lost and dying world, and his name is Jesus. A very great religious man came to Jesus by night. 
The word says he was a devout religious ruler. He was a Pharisee and his religion set high moral standards. They had long prayers and days of fasting. Jesus told him, ye must be born again. The man was shocked, but Jesus said, as you read in John 3, 3 to 4, Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? In a reason, John 3, 5, Jesus answered him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the sixth verse, he reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. The second birth is a spiritual birth. It's impossible for the natural man to see or enter into the kingdom of God. A man can be gifted, moral, refined, educated, rich. However, the natural man is blind to spiritual truth and impotent. To enter the kingdom. For he can neither obey, understand, nor please God. The new birth is not a reformation of the old age, but the creation of a new creature in Christ Jesus. The new man is Christ formed in the believer. Religion, no matter how good, cannot take away sin. Do you hold some position in the work of Christ? Are you working for the glory of God or for the praise of men? Some workers are faithful and active as long as they have the praise, but they quit when the praising stops. Proverbs 27, 2 relates, Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thine own lips. Jesus spoke of two men praying, one trusted in religion. One knew he was a sinner and needed a new life. Reading Luke 18 to then 14, two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee, the other publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Thus we see the publican receive mercy, but the religious man, because of his bragging, received nothing. If more of us who show forth Christ in a selfish service, our lives would count more for him. Yes, if Jesus were here today, he would say, as he said nearly 2,000 years ago, in Mark 8, 35 to 37, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and for the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall he profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Therefore, the way to real happiness is the way of service to others in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen to Psalm 144, 15. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Work for the praise that comes from above, which is sweeter than all the world, and let nothing turn you aside from it. Jesus tells us to give more time and thought to the things of God, and less time to the things which die with the setting of the sun. Many people think that the greatest reward of life is to rise high in worldly circles and be popular. They are giving their lives to things which do not count for God and for which there is no reward in heaven. Paul was neither a seeker of popularity or the praise of men, as he tells us in Galatians 1.10, For do I not persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? Yet if I please men, I should not be the servant of Christ.
Jesus told of a certain rich man who had a good-sized farm. He became so prosperous that he had to tear down his smaller barns and build larger ones to store his goods. His bank account was more immense than ever. He had everything but God. He was going to live a full life and enjoy all his earthly goods. The rich man said, as you read in Luke 12, 19, And I will say to myself, So there is much goods laid up for many years. Take thy knees, eat, drink, and be merry. That very night the rich man lay down to sleep. And God said unto him as following, verse 20, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? And thus we find this poor rich man had to turn loose possessions and goods out into a world where those earthly things did not count. Psalms 49, 17-19 confirms this, For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he live, he bless his soul, and men will praise thee when thou goest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers, he shall never see light. Yes, the greatest teachers of all ages stands before us and teaches us the final lessons in life. He tells us in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This gracious invitation of our Lord Jesus reaches out to the needy end of Simburn of every color, creed, and nationality. The Lord's business pays the biggest dividends in the world. A man invests his money in stocks and bonds, and once a quarter, he receives a dividend. But he who invests in God's business reaches eternal dividends. You may not be able to make huge investments, but you can do what you can, and it will pay big dividends. Here is one of the greatest promises in the Bible, as you read in Matthew 6:33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus was simply saying, invest your life with me and you will receive dividends here and in the hereafter. His business is the most enduring in the world. If you were to look back over the years, you would notice the many changes in every city. Businesses which were once strong no longer exist. Banks which once was a bulwark of safety have gone broke. But God's business never fails. It has been going on for years and it grows stronger as the years go by. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls gladly received this word. We baptized were full. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines, teachings, that is, and fellowship in breaking of bread and in prayers. And we read in Acts 2, 44 and 47, and all that believed were together and had all things common. This is sometimes called first century communism. It is different from communism today. The early Christians were unselfish and reasoned what is mine is yours. Today's communism claims what is yours is mine. Praising God and having faith with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. This is the first mission of the New Testament church of which Jesus Christ is still the head. He tells us to get into a regular relationship with God. He tells us to get into a regular relationship with our fellow man. He tells us to put eternal things above temporal things. He tells us to get lined up in the biggest business in the world, which is the salvation of souls. Moses died just before the children of Israel crossed over Jordan to the promised land. Joshua was given the command. A tremendous burden fell upon him, but God spoke to him and he said, be strong and of a good courage. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you?
One of the marks of a true born-again Christian is courage. It takes real courage to live the Christian life and be a role model. Paul was stoned and left for dead, but God performed the miracle. God gave him a complete victory. When Paul stood before King Agrippa, Festus told him about Paul. The king was interested in Paul and had him brought before him. He was told how he could speak for himself instead of doing this. He spoke for the Lord Jesus. He took courage for him to stand before the king and his court. King Agrippa was greatly impressed. He cried out in Acts 26, 28. Then Agrippa said unto him, Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. But we can find that the king had no heart to believe God. The word courage comes from the Latin word core, which means heart. Let us put our heart close to Jesus and he will give us courage to live the Christian life. Now, if you follow Jesus, we'll hear him say, you have fought a good fight. You have been faithful to me. Well done. Enter into the joy of the Lord. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review this telecast presentation in its entirety, please just visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blehan Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. And now, to end another hour of sweet fellowship and hearing God's Word, we have our church band sending us off in this inspiring tune entitled, "'Tis Burning in My Soul."
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.